Wow, here we go. <laughs> what a ball game we have seen here in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Back and forth all game long. Central Michigan had an 18-point lead in the second quarter. Northern Illinois is up by one, but Marshall Meter can be the hero today. Now, Northern Illinois does have one timeout remaining. Game over. Was that a bad snap? Game over, bad snap. Game over. No wow. way. Jordan Gandy on the recovery for Northern Illinois as Central Michigan doesn't even get a snap ball for the kick. Rocky Lombardi takes a knee and that is it. Northern Illinois comes back from 18 points down to win a thriller, 39-38. And the Huskies remain undefeated in the MAC and move to 4-0. MAC Football Pod. Hey, what have we been saying since the beginning of the year? NIU, MAC favorites, right? Just, just like we said. Mm-hmm. The season is going as predictably as possible. Uh, nope. NIU, 39 Central Michigan, 38. NIU fought back from being 18 points down to beating CMU by one on the road in yet another game of unpredictable ways of NIU winning a football game in MAC play. This is their fifth win in the row. They're 4-0 in MAC play. They're the only MAC team that's undefeated in league play. Right now, they control their own destiny, of course, in the West. Uh, everyone else is either 2-1, two 2-2, and one, two and two, or 1-2 and two in league play. Uh, even in the East, there's two teams that are 2-1, and one, Kent State and Miami, uh, Buffalo and Ohio, and Akron all have one win. BG is 0-4 in MAC play. But NIU, Central, I knew this was going to be a good MAC West showdown. I didn't think it was going to be like maybe one of the five best football games Saturday had to offer. But it really, really did feel that way. And you don't have to be like a Mac sicko to even like get into this. It was just genuinely a good football game. And it's not because everybody across, you know, all 22 positions at a time played spectacularly for, I don't know, 147 snaps or something like that. It's not because everybody was playing at their A game. It's because everybody fought as hard as they did for... 60 minutes and it's because NIU who we all know is you know the preseason least favorite to win any game at all they're picked to go last in the west like I said they're the only 4-0 team in MAC play and that's a credit to a lot of things and a lot of those things that we have to pay credits to which is that they had good line play they had skilled players show out. They had guys battle their own adversities even when they didn't have a good play. They were still able to you know, pick things up and move things along on the next play. They didn't have excellent defense, but they still fought hard. You know, They still made CMU work hard for all the offensive plays that they got. You know, And coming in, you know, I was a little bit worried. I knew NIU was going to bring the house defensively on seemingly every play because they had to slow down Lou Nichols. That guy had over 100 yards in the first half on, like, fewer than 10 carries at that point, too. So they knew that they were in for a long day if that's the guy that they had to, like, shoot out with. And they know that CMU's got receivers. They got receivers that can make plays 
in the red zone out of their own 20. CMU's got guys, and they have a quarterback that's hungry and that's been fighting through to get his playing time this year and is playing well through it. And CMU's hungry, you know? It was just a really good game. It's not like there was an obvious thing that happened, obvious like one thing where one team stood out that the other team just couldn't control. And IU just fought hard, all right? That's just all there is to it. And CMU's still a good football team. They didn't lose any respect out of me this weekend. Let me read you a handful of things that came out of the box score, and then we can talk about uh, the game as it happened and then sort of go afterwards. So six notes I have. This game had 1,020 yards of offense in this game. When you ask, was this action? Fuck yeah. That's the answer. It's just no... You can't use any other language than that. Fuck yeah, this is pure maxion. This is as maxion as maxion you get. And I want to go on and say that NIU, like no Mac team max harder than NIU. Just the way that the season has gone for them, the way that they've fought through all of their games, the way that they've found ways to get productive on offense, even though it's a team that doesn't have like the superlative studs that like we like drool over when it comes to Western and Toledo every December and February when signing days roll around. NIU is not filled with those guys. NIU is filled with guys that only they wanted and God damn it. Are they happy to be where they're at right now? Uh, NIU had 520 yards of offense on 76 plays. CMU had 500 on 71. Lou Nichols. This was his third straight 100 yard game. Uh, finished with 192. This is his first time having a streak of 100-yard games. So, yeah, good for him. Number three, NIU's Trayvon Rudolph had a had a pretty good day. Not surprised by that. He was pretty good last year, but hasn't really had as many opportunities this year, even with more playing time to be had. Obviously, the shortened season, he's played more games already this year. Uh, but still, last year, he had more targets. He was targeted more last year than he was this year. There wasn't a game this season where he was targeted even six times. And I, a lot of that is because, you know, like like the quarterback change is one thing. But then they're also, like, working in different receivers. They're getting the tight end working in more. They got Rakovich to throw to. They have – the running back room is just better at this point now than it was last year um, for a myriad of reasons. Like, one of it is just that – they're recruiting and developing more. So uh, things are progressing in running back. So it's kind of taken away a few opportunities from the former walk-on wide receiver from last year turned scholarship player. Uh, and this past weekend, he had six catches, 160 yards, two tutties. Obviously, that's a huge day for him. Best day that he has had all season for sure. So, yeah, it was good that they were able to feed him the ball way more. And he was able to get a lot of yak, you know, a lot of yak, uh, yards in that game too so big big day for Rudolph 666 that's how many receptions CMU's Khalil Pimpleton Ja'Cory Sullivan and Lou Nichols all had so if there's any reason why they lost it's because there was a 666 in the box score somewhere on third and fourth down conversions uh CMU went for a lot on fourth down they missed a few on third but damn if they did not make it up for it on fourth down and then like the clutch field goals that I'm going to get after this. Third downs, NIU was 5 of 16. CMU was 5 of 12. On fourth downs, NIU was 4 of 5. CMU was 2 of 3. I don't know why I said it in that tone of voice. That's still good. 
Uh, the last point I want to make is that John Richardson, the kicker for NIU, who was 5 of 6 on field goals against Toledo in that 22-20 to 20 win, uh, needed all five of them for sure, clearly, when you only win by two, did not make the trip to Central. I don't know why broadcast didn't really say why. All they said was that the information that they were given was that it was a non-disciplinary reason uh, for him not making the trip to Mount Pleasant. And that's as far as I can get with that. What I can expand on is who filled in for, for Richardson, which is Cannon Woodall. Uh, three of three on field goals. Thankfully, all of them were within the 30. That's a credit to the offense for just doing its job and just keeping the chains moving, getting chunk plays where they could, and not force this guy to, you know, have his first time kicking be in, like, the hardest-ass situations, kick from 47 on far right hash, any of that shit. Uh, his first field goal was from 26 yards out. Early second quarter brought NIU down 14-10. to 10. Second one was right before halftime with 55, 55 seconds left, 24-yarder. Uh, NIU still trailed 35-26. to 26. But fourth and one, less than a minute left in the game, 26 yards away, right out of a timeout, NIU said, you know what, we are going to kick it. We're going to trust this kicker that you had never heard of. And he drilled it 26 yards out for NIU to get the go-ahead score 39-38. to 38. Early on, it really looked like it was just going to be Central's day. Uh, they led pretty big in their first couple of possessions. They had a 66-yard touchdown run out of Lou Nichols. They had a 75-yard uh, touchdown grab out of Quill Pimpleton where he just essentially shot out of a cannon while NIU brought the house. And it didn't look like NIU was going to stop bringing the house too. Um but that game plan, you know, even though it didn't look good for NIU's defense early on, ended up paying off because Central found itself into some situations where they were moving backwards a little bit, forced into some punting situations, and obviously each punt, each punt mattered in a game as close as this one. But still, CMU took an early lead. Uh, they were up 21-10. to 10. CMU drives, Richardson finds uh, Ja'Cory Sullivan. I almost called him Corey. Ja'Cory Sullivan wide open for an easy 22-yard touchdown. Uh, CMU was up 18, 28 to 10. Uh, Ducker, you know, he's doing really well. There was like a long touchdown that was called back um, that Miles Joyner thought he had. It was like for like 60 plus yards or something like that. Um, but a holding call brought them back. Still, NIU still found a way to get things done. Uh, Rudolph, he came in through the day. NIU gets really creative and they're not scared to do it. They're just. God, they're so fun, man. They had a two-point play where they had three players on the line of scrimmage on the far left side with one receiver right behind them, so four over there. Then four right in front of the quarterback who took the snap. And then there were two more players off the line far to the right. Uh, the receiver on the left took the sweeping handoff and then threw it to one of the receivers all the way to the right. Uh, it sounds pretty normal when I say it out loud like that, but if you were to watch the play in real time in the two-point play conversion, like in that clutch moment, this is a situation that I don't think NIU's shown this at all all year, and I'm sure CMU did not have an idea of what to do outside of improvise and just uh, pray for the best, I guess. Obviously, that failed, and it was really, really cool, so... CMU, not CMU, NIU converted on that, uh, brought the deficit only to 10 by halftime, which is really nice. 
Uh, CMU was killing it on offense comparatively. They were just getting more chunk plays. NIU was doing good with Jay Ducker. That kid ran the ball really, really well. But by halftime, CMU's yards per play were four yards better on average than uh, than what NIU was doing, like 9.7 compared to 5.9, let's call it, rounding up. NIU, there was a drive in the third quarter where they gave it to Rakovich on like third and one, fourth and one. Uh, that caused an early turnover on downs. Uh, the next drive, CMU, you know, they scored, and the play that they scored on, it was just really easy because Richardson had two very wide open receivers on the left and the right of him to throw to. Uh, chose one of the right ones, and the right one caught it too. So that brought things up even higher, 35-18. to 18. Uh, Very next drive, Rudolph goes off for a 75-yard score. NIU punches it in for another two-point play to bring the score down, 35-26. Uh, to 26. Tyrese Ritchie has another long grab. It's like 60 yards, and then he steps out of bounds at the two-yard line when he's chased down by a few defenders, even though he tries to dive in, uh, but not before he steps out. And now you eventually punches it in with a Rakovich handoff. Kicks good. It's a 36-35 game. CMU with under a minute left. They're driving. They try to score. CMU on their next drive, uh, they end up kicking a field goal 38 yards out of meter, Marshall meter who was a freshman kicker last year, did really well. I think it's yeah, he was definitely first team uh, Mac kicker in 2020. So obviously he's expected to be automatic, and he is. He's good there. Uh, Nothing bad can happen to this kid ever. CMU retakes the lead uh, 38 to 36. CMU drives on their their last possession uh, with under a minute left. Like I said before, uh, it's fourth and one. NIU out of a timeout. They send out Woodhill to kick it. Banks it from 26 yards out. They're happy. They retake the lead 39-38. to CMU, they drive on their next possession uh, quickly. They have to do it quickly. And I forgot to mention this. Like, <laughs> like right before halftime, CMU was driving. They get past midfield, close to the 40-yard line. And clock stops temporarily to reset for the first down with three seconds left. CMU quarterback Daniel Richardson goes under center, takes a snap, and takes a knee instead of spiking the ball, which he had to do. That way he could set it up for a second and ten with one second left on the clock and just like throw it deep in that situation right before halftime. Maybe not score, but at least play for it. But instead, he had a mental error where he took a knee. So fast forward to this half, he successfully... You know, spikes the ball where he should, when he should. And it sets up Marshall Meter to kick it. You know, should be an easy 40-yarder. Nothing wrong can happen to him. The holder, though, the holder had some issues. The holder had some issues. Ball went underneath his hand. Bad snap. No recovery until NIU grabs it. And that's the ball game. So CMU wins yet again. Uh, they've won their fifth straight, just another game that's decided by one possession. I'm used to so many coaches getting a lot of credit for losing by one possession in like a short turnaround year or whatever. Um, Hammocks is just doing it in his third year. He's getting dubs in his third year. Last year, he went six, like 0-6. The team went 0-6. You know, there were some games where it was like, hey, look at them. They're playing up to Western. Hey, look at them. They're playing up to Eastern. Uh, they're playing games on the road and they're being decided by one possession. You know, NIU is not terrible. They're just really bad. Um, And for them to just take 
whatever you thought of them last year, they were still 0-6. And whatever you think of them this year, they're 4-0 in MAC play. They're 6-2 overall. They're the only MAC team that's bowl eligible. NIU can definitely keep this going. Let's look at the rest of the schedule and let's get out of here. NIU, oh my gosh, and midweek Maction's coming up too. God, I can only imagine what the MAC gods have in store for NIU. The MAC team that's macking harder than any MAC team right now. It might be, and this is just my eyeballs talking, it might be, if NIU runs the table, the worst 8-0 and team the MAC has ever seen. And that would be awesome. And I don't mean that as a slight. It sounds like it, but it's really not. NIU to finish up their year. They're at Kent State on Wednesday the 3rd. Home against Ball State Wednesday the 10th. At Buffalo Wednesday the 17th. And then they finish up the year uh, home against Western Michigan uh, Tuesday the 23rd. CMU, man, you got a ways to go. You're 4-4 four and four overall, 2-2 two and two in MAC play. Uh, can you get to bowl eligibility? That's not a very interesting question to me, but you know what? That's because I'm not a Central fan. But still, you're at Central next week, Wednesday the 3rd. Same, same days, essentially, except for they finish up the season Friday, the day after Thanksgiving. At Western, home against Kent State. At Ball State, home against Eastern Michigan. CMU should be playing better. That said, uh, hey, they lost to a really good NIU team. And I am just really excited to see how NIU closes this thing out because it could go one of two ways. It could go really, really disastrously, or it can go really, really awesome. And honestly, I, th- I think I'm going to be positive. I'm going to think positive thoughts about NIU. You should do the same. And boom goes the dynamite.